Welcome to the Radical Lifestyle Podcast, brought to you by Generation to Generation, where you'll be inspired by the past, equipped for the present, and prepared for the future as we engage in conversations with people from around the world. If you've been inspired by the guests that we've had on the podcast, please like, subscribe, comment, hit notification bells, whatever you can do on the platforms that you're listening on, so that more people have the opportunity of hearing these and engaging in our community. Hello everyone, this is Andrew and Daphne. Our guest today is Corrine Basili. Corrine, for people that don't know who you are, could you just say a bit about where you're from and what you do? Uh, hello everyone, um, my name is Corrine and uh, I'm from Lebanon. And uh, I actually, I'm a, I'm a worshiper, I do sing. And uh, not in normal songs, we do, we've, we've been doing uh, like reconciliation songs and uh, and I have a nonprofit organization that we actually do help um, uh, the Lebanese people, especially in the crisis right now. Okay. And then for people that hear this, they say, I like Kareen. I want to follow her. I want to see more about what she's doing. Where can they do that? Um, we can Instagram uh, on uh, Kareen Vasili. It's says official uh, or Facebook. And, uh, and the website, it's uh, Pure Love Worship. Yeah, okay. and uh, YouTube channel too, if you want to hear the music. Okay, and I'll get all those links. I'll put them in the description box. So for those listening or watching, uh, the links are there ready for you to go and check out. Um, Corinne, before we get to stuff that you're doing today, uh, can you just give us some of your background? Um, how long have you been in the US for? But, but what was your life like before the US? Yeah, I was born in uh, Lebanon, and uh, it was a time of war. We had uh, so many civil wars over 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 there, and uh, um, 1985. And uh, yeah, I was just uh, remembering a lot of my journey there, being actually in bomb shelters uh, with my family, or running away to the running down from our building, fifth floor, down to the bomb shelter, and the next next building next to us, we didn't have one, so we had to go and be able to find a spot next to us and uh, it was not easy to live under that like seeing all the wars happening now and seeing the kids like I know what trauma is like I had I, I went through it myself and uh, uh, yeah it was uh, definitely no food no medication my own my sister almost died actually in in that time because we didn't have medication but thank as one angel person who went and got her medication to save her um, it'd be an angel, maybe I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, um, just always living in Lebanon was something like always there's something. There's always an event, either like you know, like different, like either Israel's or either the people between each other, or even the Palestinian doing something, or the Muslim and the Christian, the or Syria. There was always something going on. Like I don't even, I barely remember like some unrest time. Like it was always something happening there. So it was in a fun childhood. I was actually glad and happy to leave when I left in 2005. Just I needed a break. Just I was like ready to to have a break from all this, you know. Even when I left, there was a big bomb happened. It was when they killed the uh, uh, assassin, the um, prime minister, Hariri, the big explosion. Thank God I wasn't there. I was supposed to be there. But in the kind of in the afternoon, but I, you know, thank God uh, we were not there. 
But uh, yeah, so even when I left, it was very hard. And I'm like, get me out of here. I don't want this anymore. You know, so it was just not easy. So, what so yeah, that as, as a child, what were you told well, while you were living in such terrible situations with bombs coming from everywhere? There must have been some sort of explanation given to you. You know, there was, uh, there was really, uh, my mom really had a lot of stress, you know, she was so stressed out. Um, there was time my dad was in Cyprus too, you know, like he was the, um, you know, the family went, because the men was go, were going to war. So we have, my mom, my grandma sent her three boys to Cyprus, you know, for work and to be safe. My dad went there too, because, you know, like um, they want to provide, he want to provide for us. So. Um, so there was time my dad was not there and I was only exposed to my mom being afraid. So it was, she couldn't even tell me that you're going to be okay, you know, because like she just didn't know. Um, I know I, I was never, you know, like, it's not like here, you know, you have this parents explain to their kids what's going on. Like we were just trying to survive. We were in survival mode. Like there was no room for anything, you know, um, it's, it was, it's, it was too stressful to to think of the kids, what we need to tell them, you know. It was, we need to stay alive, you know. Mm. We've had people on here before who talked about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, but for you to mention it, and coming from Lebanon, um, can you just maybe explain how did that, how did either Israel or the Palestinians, how do they impact Lebanon? Well, from the history of the war, and I'm not talking in a political way because I never belonged to any of the political people of the, I never had a part with anyone. But for me, seeing what's been happening and reading some of the things that took place, because when I got older, I wanted to know, like, what happened really when I was young? I wanted to know. So when, um, when the Palestinians were kicked out from Jordan, they came to Lebanon. Um, the, the the military of uh, what's his name Yasser Arafat. So they came to Lebanon, and then and then we had the you know we had Syria supposed to come came to come to Lebanon to help Lebanon, and they actually end up like having a war against Lebanon, you know, and uh, so we end up being the Christian were attacked by the Palestinians, by the Syrian uh, by the Syrian army. Like we have so many people got killed. So many Christians, they got kidnapped by the Syrian regime in that time, which is, was the, the father of uh, al-Assad, you know, Hafiz al-Assad. So I remember my mom just being just like terrified from the Syrian, from the stories that they know people, even in family, were kidnapped and killed. And, you know, they used to stop them in checkpoints to check your ID, if you're Christian, if you're Muslim. Um it was terrifying. Like we even have one time, um, like Palestinians come into my my aunt's house, and they were just like, you know, trying to invade her house, and they literally they were hidden under the beds, and oh. when they were her and her kids because her husband passed away, so there was always just like they were definitely going after the Christian, and I think the reason why, uh, from my my thoughts, because like they're the they you know when they killed um. Um, you know, the uh, one of the president, um, his name is Bashir, he was trying to have peace with Israel um, because he's Christian. You can only have 
but you know the 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 president is only Christian in Lebanon, um, so supposedly they were attacking the Christian because he wanted to do peace treat with Israel, and uh, that really actually, I think, really affected the Christians and all the things that took place in that time, you know, to kidnap, to kill, and to um, to invade this this region because literally that is we were kind of like the, like the east and the west, you know. The the area is divided. The Christian and Muslim they are div- divided. So they are they know who can they, they can target by shooting their missile on the you know on the west or east. So um so yeah um and I was on the border where we live. We were literally on the border between the Christian and the Muslim area, and that was like one of the hardest <laughs> area. Like um. Yeah, it was it was the front line everywhere when it comes to the bombing and the attacks. You know, um, it was it was devastating. You know, it was very traumatic. Um, and then, for people that haven't been to Israel or they have no idea about the Middle East, uh, where is Lebanon in relation to Israel? Right now, in terms of location, like for people looking at a map. Yeah, well, the Lebanon is up and Israel is in the bottom. So the south of Lebanon is actually in the north of Israel. And how far were you from that border? Um, I I was far from the border because the war, when it took place, was not actually just there. So, okay, with the war with Israel... Uh, and Lebanon was happening in the north, and I think even like nothing. I know Israel even made it, like invaded all the way down to Beirut. Um, they really went all the way in, and you know, some people say they were trying to stand with the Christians to support them and to, because if they wanted to stay, they would have stayed. You know, they would have completely stayed. They, they they can they could have stayed, but they didn't stay. They left, and I wonder if they how much they were they. And to help the Christian in that time, um, just a question, you know, that I had in my mind, um, because a lot of people, a lot of Jews uh, in that time, when Israel came, they left. A lot of Lebanese Jews, they actually left. And I find out that when I did my research, when the Israeli came, they knew they're not going to be, okay, they're not going to be safe anymore. So many, we have many, a lot of Lebanese Jews actually in Israel right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- well, wow, okay, so you were you were kind of caught in between lots of different issues, whether it be conflict between Lebanon and Israel or conflict because of Palestinian people fleeing or moving into Lebanon. Um, so how how old were you when you um, when you left Lebanon? I was twenty. You were twenty. Okay, so you oh. lived a lot of your life in and yeah. around conflict. Hmm? And then how did that impact you, even after you left? How did that, living within that situation, how did that really impact you personally? You know, when I left and I I, I honestly dealt with a lot of fear in my life. I literally got to the point I used to be afraid from thunderstorm. I hated thunderstorm. I couldn't sleep. My mom kept on sleeping next to me until the age of like 13 years old. Um, it was, it was not easy just to grow in that time. And it's just like, so I just didn't know I had 
you know, in Lebanon, they're going to tell you, oh, you go to, uh, you know, to do, to the psychiatry, you know, like to do some treatment, you know, to, with the psychology or whatever. They're just nothing. They didn't really think of it. But when I left uh, and the war happened, there was a war happened in 2006 between Lebanon and Israel. And it was a big war. I wasn't there. But watching the news and watching what's happening and the fear for my family there, because my family was still there. Thank God they are not there anymore. Um, I was watching the news and I started dealing with anxiety and just like fear and just like, and I was like, literally, I had to face myself. I'm like, I am far away from these things. Why it's still affecting me? And that's when I found out, I'm like, I have to deal with these stuff that's from my childhood. And I had to start going after my personal healing from the trauma, you know, to be able to keep going with my life. Because I just, I thought first I'm going to deal with it with some medication. All that stuff need to be really be healed in a different way. And this is like something definitely the Lord was able to help me with, you know, to be healed. Uh, from that experience. So when you were in, when you came to the States, um, where did, what did you decide to do? What, what was, you arrived back in the States, then what was your life like immediately? Um, coming here was one of the, best one of the best thing that ever happened to me in that time when I got out of Lebanon I I felt just 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 such a relief to be out of this because like when I left uh, even when I left like a month before no actually less than a month before uh, and explore I was there in February um 14 on Valentine 20 2005 uh, a big explosion happened that they killed the minister and I had my visa to come here and my fiance was 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 with me too. It was his first experience. <laughs> Thank God he experienced something small over there with me. And um, so, and we left in March fourth, like uh, you know, um, twenty days after. Um, it was it was a disaster in Lebanon, and my family was like, "Get out of here! We, you don't have to be married here. Just go get married over there," you know. So we, I came here, and um, I. It was just like the most amazing experience, just stepping on this land. And I was very influenced by, you know, seeing movies in here, like seeing the family, seeing the country, the grass, the everything. I was just blown away by every second being in this country. And um, and I was thinking, oh, that's it. It's going to be, I'm done. My pass is there. It's going to be done. But uh, yeah, I came here and the... Um, the Lord took me to a journey just uh, for the in the beginning. I was just like, you know, living life, got married. And, uh, um, and you know, when I dealt with that stuff, the trauma, I started to try to just kind of like heal through it. And uh, um, I got to a place that the Lord really uh, started um, calling me back to to pursue him more. My husband was Mormon. Uh, I was not really able to to be part in this. I tried to do it for him, but I just, I couldn't do it. And I started getting the call um, just to really, um, from the Lord to go back to my childhood because I used to go to church with my uncle when I was a little girl to a Christian church. Um, it was uh, uh, planted by American organizations and it was one of the 
beautiful, uh, one of maybe the beautiful um, um, memory that I had growing up being in that church. Um, so he was calling me for that back. And um, and that's why I would start like, I would start praying. We went to, through a very hard time in 2008 and nine due to some financial. And that's when the Lord like start shifting me to go back to him. And it really got my attention. And uh, I, I was that point, that close to to be baptized in the in the Mormon church, just because I was like, Lord, you have to direct me. If you really don't want me to be part of this church, you're gonna have to stop me. And I remember morning, and at like nine o'clock in the morning, I look at my my phone, and my whole room shook by voice saying, Karine, you know, you know where I want you to be two times, and it was in Arabic. And I had to cancel the baptism, and the Lord took me to a journey to pursue Him. After that, I went to Lebanon in two thousand. Uh, in the after that, like in two thousand and nine, in September, and um, and my sister gave me a Bible. She didn't know like I was. The Lord was working on me. I didn't want to tell her you were right from the beginning. You know how that go because she used to tell me about the Lord, and. Uh, I took the Bible and I went back home again to America and my husband already left. He did his own journey and he left the Mormon church just because the Lord spoke to him and he left so peacefully on his own. Uh, I didn't stop him not to go. I want him. I, I told him, I don't want you to leave for me. You have to leave for him if he really wants you to leave. So yeah, I came back here and I started reading my Bible and then my journey started in 2009 on Christmas Eve, actually. And uh, that, that was the beginning of my my real Christianity, you know. So living in Lebanon, living in the Middle East, what was what were you taught about Israel? What, what connection did you have, didn't you have? What was your story growing up about this neighbor on your doorstep? The thing is, like, my parents never spoke anything bad about Israel. They never said anything bad. Um, but I used to hear it in the news. I used to hear it um, in the society. I used to hear it in my school because I was a. I my mom moved me from a Catholic school to a public school in, in the in the age of eleven. Um, and yeah, I was exposed for the first time to be around um, kids who are Muslim Shia, and uh, they hated Israel. And in that time, we did have some conflict with Israel. And every time they come with a jet, they used to like curse Israel, you know, and I used to hear that. And I used to look and I'm just like, <laughs> because like, I used to hear from the Christian, like how the Muslim used to attack them and how, you know, and I used to see it too, because I lived in the border, like I said before, and I used to see groups of young men from Hezbollah example coming to our area and like um like just hitting the Christian and causing some unrest and just like like breaking into churches, um attacking the Christian when they're doing the um the walk when it to, to do with Easter, you know, on, on the Good Friday. Um, so there was always something they tried. I've seen it. Like I used to go to my kitchen and look in the on the window and I used to see them coming from their region on their motorcycle with their flags and saying their 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 Allah Akbar thing, you know, when they're coming in. And I used to be very scared about it when they say, I'm like, oh, trouble again, you know. Um, 
So it's they. So so I used to see this part, and I used to see Israel, and I'm like, okay, so they already be, they are bad with us. They're trying to do things bad to us. So if Israel's gonna hit them, is that a good things for us or not? So I was just so confused, you know. I just didn't know because they are Lebanese, and I was just like, what should I think about this? But I didn't like. I didn't hate the Muslim. I didn't hate Israeli. But I was like, what? Sh where should I stand? You know. And that took me to a journey, um, like even, um, you know, like it took me to a journey to, I want to discover the tr a truth. Like there's something missing here, you know? Yeah, can, you can, you, can you talk just a bit about that journey? The journey of knowing, yeah. So in 2016, I started going to, uh, I was doing an internship with the ministry. Um, and they brought a rabbi, um, a rabbi who believed in, in Jesus, in Yeshua. And that was like my first ever experience to hear someone who is Jewish, he believed in Jesus. And I'm like, that's very interesting. And he was start talking about Israel. He was talking about Isaiah. And he's talking about all the things that, you know, about God's promises to Israel. And, you know, he was showing all these scriptures. And I was just sitting in the crowd and listening. And I felt like he, he was like a key and something was unlocked in me. And I'm just like, what, what the heck is that? Like, I knew this, but I was never able to see it the way that he was actually sharing about it. And I couldn't shake it off. And I was it was hunting me everywhere I go. And I had to start like, I had the curiosity to research and see um, people who were Jews or Christian, their stories. And people who are actually in Israel who do worship, I wanted to hear what their songs sounds like. Uh, and I was not doing any singing in that time. I used to do it only in my room between me and the Lord. Uh, so what happened is <laughs> I just, um, you know, the, I had a dream. I was supposed to go to Germany. Uh, there was no mission trip to Germany. But then I find out a few days after, actually, our pastor said there is a trip to Germany, which is was very prophetic. So based on the dream that I had, our pastor was like, well, we, yeah, we were supposed to go to Germany. And they were ready to go in that time. There was a lot of people leaving Syria to go to, um, to, you know, to go to Germany, Berlin and all this area. So we decided to go and minister to them. And we went in August 2018 and uh, we arrived there. And my heart, just the Lord started showing me things. It was... Um, it was a very it was a very crazy journey. I got to Germany and I was seeing a lot of dreams about uh, just the the actually before that when I arrived to Berlin, I, you know in the restroom I saw some girls talking and I was like what language is this? So I asked them. I I love talk to people. I'm like what are you what language is this? And she was like oh, this is Hebrew. You know I'm from Israel. And they were like teenagers, and I'm just like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "This is in my mind." I'm like, "This is this is Germany," and she was like, "Our that we are part of an organization that um, that our parents sent us here to have reconciliation with, with the German," and I was like, "It hit me so hard," because in my, in my mind I was thinking, "I'm like, man, like, like, like Israel didn't do." as near to what the German did to the Jewish people. And and here we are, we, we hate the Jew to the point that like we want them to be dead, you know, like in Lebanon. 
and um and you know and just uh you know i just for the first three days over there i was seeing dreams about about you know like the holocaust and it was very disturbing to me but everywhere i was walking after that in germany in, in germany i was just seeing all these monuments and all these history about the holocaust and my heart was just i was crying i was like lord what are, like i'm here for the arabs like what what are you trying to show me and um so when we came back to the state i started doing more research and i started like listening to some preaching i was reading focusing more on the scriptures that talk about god promise to israel and i start my eyes literally there was like literally a veil and i felt it was a very thin veil i feel like the christians are like a, a veil away from the truth to stand to understand you know what is israel you know and who is israel and and i was just in awe you know i was like wow like why i didn't know all this before but it was the time for me to know in this season and i start uh, you know just just praising the Lord and listening his the songs in Hebrew and uh, in twenty in twenty nineteen, um, you know, I start contacting with people over there. Just you know, I wanna just wanna hear from them in Israel and um, so. And then twenty twenty happened, um, the COVID happened, and I was already wanted to go to Israel. I was planning to go just to go, you know, but COVID happened, we couldn't go. And I start. Re- I was messaging some of the people I was connecting with over there who do who do music, and um, and around April 2020, they released a song called Refana, um, and it was beautiful. It really. I just didn't understand the meaning, but I find out it was meaning healing, and it really. The music was so touching to me. I was like, I want to do this in Arabic. And I was start doing this on my own in Arabic. And um, and I wrote, I did it in Arabic and I posted on 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 my Instagram. And the person who wrote it from Israel was actually in shock that actually I was playing this song. And uh, and that started a completely another journey after that. Sorry. I don't know what that journey was oh. now. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and maybe you can you can talk a bit about this um, this this journey uh, and releasing the song. But before you released the song, maybe you could just say, did you realize the implications of what would happen if you released this song as well? Yeah, even when I released that song, I it took me me a while like a few days just because i was a little bit hesitated and if i like the the song have i had a hat and my face was all was not there and i had no idea actually they're gonna post it there like i just didn't know the impact of the song because after that the song went viral and it was on the news and not not about me it was about his song but they had even Lebanon t- uh, sing this song, and my 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 hat was there, and I had the Lebanese hat <laughs> with the flag on top, and I'm just like, oh my goodness! I a little bit freaked out. I had my stomach was like, oh no! Like I just like, but the Lord kept on telling me, it's okay. I want to break you from this fear. I want you to break. I want to do a new thing. You are in the front line, but I want to break you from that fear because I want you to get there. I didn't understand what is to get there first in that moment, you know? So I kept on like walking these baby steps towards 
going forward with meeting and knowing and talk to people from Israel. It was my first experience doing a Zoom call with my friend. And I was like, when I was looking, I was like, I cannot believe I'm talking to an Israeli right now. He's like, he's like, me too, you know. <laughs> and he was, a, a, he was a captain in the IDF before. And I'm just like, oh, you're a captain, so I don't know how I feel about this right now. <laughs> And then um, uh, the song you released, was it with him? Yeah, it was with him. Okay, so can you just tell us a bit about that song and um, what happened as a result of having released that song as well? So uh, when when he released his part in, in uh, his, his song in April, um, between April and August, you know, we were talking so much, you know, we were communicating and I told him we have to do a song together. I don't know what it sounds like, but I didn't know in that time we we're going to do the Rafana in Arabic. I was talking about more like, you know, coming together as like the children of like, you know, the, you know, like the, the Abraham, you know, like coming together. Uh, and uh, that was before the, when they did, you know, like before even they did the Abrahamic Accord, which is just another story. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, it was, we, we did, we, we, we decided to do the song and we start working on it, but then we wanted to do a, um, an interview for the first time coming with him, with someone else too in worship. We were supposed to come live and do a meeting in April, in August 4th. And in August 4th, when I woke up to do the, um, to do the interview with them, um, the explosion happened in Beirut in the morning when I woke up at seven and I had to tell them I cannot do the interview. I cannot come live with you guys because there was, they were saying Israel was part of it. So I told him, I just, I, it was a shock to me. I couldn't do live with anyone in that moment. Uh, plus it was, if there's Israel involved, I don't want to be part of it right now. Just, just let's, <laughs> let's just not do this. But uh, yeah. So after the, after the bomb, I just really didn't reach out to him. It was definitely um, um, a morning time to see what's happening in, in my country. You know, I just didn't want to be involved with anything. I took like a month or two just stepping away from everything. I couldn't move forward just seeing how much my country was suffering. Um, but then he was like, hey, Kareen, do you want to still do the song? I'm like, yes, yes, I want to. But just like I, I told him what I've been going through. But anyway, around we start working on it again, and we decide we want to do the final first because I told them I think my country needs healing right now, and I think if we do a healing before we even have a reconciliation, we have to go through a deep healing of the things that happened between my country and yours. So we decided to do the song in Arabic, and I told him, I told him, hey, do you want to sing it with me in Arabic? He's like, yeah, but you have to teach me how to do it. <laughs> I was like means maybe it means a different way it means a lot maybe if you sing the language so we were able to do zoom call and teach him how to pronounce and he's recording the same time like help him the pronunciation so he recorded the song with me in arabic and uh, we, we released it in uh, 2021 in january and even when they released it it was definitely not easy to release it because i just like i was like feeling a little bit scared because i was like man, that's going to be it for me. Like, I officially, I cannot go to Lebanon. Like, how do I feel about this? And it was so many mixed emotions. Like, yes, Lord, I'll do it. But I'm like, 
but oh my country like I cannot step back in, in my country and I wanted to go back and um and the Lord was doing so much um he was comforting me like like he was like if you don't do it like like if if you don't do it who's gonna do it like he's like I entrust you with this and I know your heart and I know you are more than capable to do this Kareen and for me is like I remember hearing like Catherine Coleman was saying like, like, you know, if, if she doesn't, he told her, like, if you don't do it, I'm, he's going to give it to someone else, you know, like, like he will pass it. And I was like, Lord, like, I don't want, I want to be able to do everything you desire for me to do. Like, I even skip me to give it to someone else. Like that was for me, I was like, I don't want to be skipped out to, to do an assignment for the Lord just because I said no. I want to say yes to even it's crazy. I'm like, he's going to be with me. So I said yes. And and he gave me so many, so many confirmation about it. Like people start speaking into my life about this project, not knowing what I'm, I didn't share it with anyone yet in that time. And it was confirmation after confirmation. So when I said yes, and we released it, I was already, I was ready for it to be out. But I was not ready to, <laughs> to see how much it's going to go out. Because when the song was released, like literally, like every country, almost not all, not all the countries, but every, a lot of countries in the world, in like Spanish, in France, and like in Europe, and in all Amer a lot of countries in the Middle East, in Africa, um, a lot of news and media, like in newspapers, articles, they just like were were talking about this song, the historic event that took place between a Lebanese. And an Israeli, that's something that never happened. It's it's not doesn't exist anywhere on the on the in the archive, you know. So um in the archive. So it was uh I I was I was I was hiding. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what? <laughs> like I just didn't want to even be an interview and the media, even in Dubai and other countries, they wanted to interview me. And I was just like, I was not ready for something like this. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do interview. And he was like, "Hey, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you. I'm gonna be your mouth. I, you are the vessel, and I'm gonna use you, Karine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your mouth. I'm gonna be your eyes, your ears, everything." So I told him, "I'm nervous. I've never been on camera. Like I don't, I'm, I don't, not comfortable with this." So, so anyway, the Lord did a personal thing with me to be able to, to do this. And finally, after a few days, and I remember I shut down my phone. I completely turn it off because I didn't want to answer to anyone and uh, until the Lord tells me okay do this you know so after two days I opened my phone again and um and I, I start answering back for some of the yes to do interview in Dubai and some other media um and for me it was like I just want I just wanted to know like like it was it was Jesus. He's the one who wants us to be the peacemaker. It was not me, Karin, as a person, being a peaceful person. I wanted them to know, like, he is calling us to be the peacemaker. He He's the one who wants us to do these things. And, and to go beyond the hate, because these are his commandments, that we're not supposed to hate our neighbors. We're supposed to love them the way we love ourselves. You know, it's, it's just like, I was like, all these scriptures were like, just coming all over, like, and I was just like, these are his commandment to us to, to not hate the Israeli. And that was my message. 
tell them from a Christian person, not because I want to be a Christian on the media. No, because this is who we are and our fruits of our of our word and our action. And we we cannot just read what we read from the Bible or be in a church as a Christian and not put it put it into actions. And I am someone who doesn't like to say things. I like to put put them into action. So I think maybe this is why the Lord, like maybe uh, he picked me because he knew what, whatever I say I want to do. So, um, um, so you, you've, you, you've mentioned uh, that you were scared about it, that you you hid. Uh, you, you said that nothing like this had been done before with uh, someone from uh, a Lebanese person, Israeli, partnering to do this song. Uh, but maybe people wouldn't understand why. Why all this media attention? Why the fear? Um, what was it about this partnership that created um, all this attention? Um, can I just say, I don't think we've mentioned what the song is or what the words of the song are. Have we? <laughs> can, can you just tell me before you answer what Andrew says, what was it about? It wasn't just your partnership. What, what was the song we're talking about? What was it about? And then go back to so, Andrew. The song was about, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was about healing. Right. Um, it was about the prayer that he did. It's a prayer that he did, uh, Ya'ir. Um, it's a Jewish prayer, the Rafana. And it's like when uh, Miriam, she was praying for her, uh, uh, to pray, you know, like praying for, uh, Mo Moses was praying for his, the healing of his sister. Um, you know, he was crying out and it was just a sentence. It was just a simple prayer, you know? And, um, but I think because the, it, the, I think because of his, he's Israeli and I'm Lebanese singing together and we're enemies, you know, like these are enemies country. They've been hating on each other for years, you know? And I think more than the, the Lebanese were more on hating. That's what I've been discovering in the last few years. But, um, that kind of like it's a historical that never happened like you don't find anything like it and, and I, I researched before on youtube i was like trying to see if there's any like archives from the previous years like long time ago before the war is there anything going on there like i just didn't see anything um so i was like i was like wow it's gonna be the first collaboration ever um, and it was actually really the first coll collaboration between an Israeli and um, in general. So, so that's why it was a big deal um, for all the media. And did you know that the release of this song, did you know before it went out that it would result in you being banned from being able to return? I knew, I, knew, I heard about a law that existed in that time but i didn't i didn't really realize that it's actually a law until i saw actually the banning from the lebanese government that i got actually just last december um in yeah in december in 2022 when i got the official banning that i cannot enter the country that's interesting after two years i think because they were trying to um they were trying to search for me in Lebanon. Um, I find out about that um, to see if I was still there. They were just kind of confused. They were trying to, because my name, I'm not registered as a, um, 
I'm still single in Lebanon. I'm not registered, but I'm married over there. So going by my uh, Karim Basili was a little bit like uh, misleading to them. But then I don't know how they were able to find my location where I lived over there and they find my my real name. But uh, that's why I found out from the paper of the banning from the Lebanese government um, that it's it's written by my um, my before I get married the, my last name and then but known by Karim Basili. So. Uh, yeah, they did some research about it and uh, to get to where they got to, it took that long because they were doing that research to find my real name. Oh, so it was published in a newspaper that you were banned from returning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was official from the Lebanese government, from the prime minister. What, what do you think would have happened if you had been there and they found you? Oh, you won't... This space will be gone somewhere, <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> they can uh, either put me in jail or I think it's, it'll be more than jail because I did a collaboration in this song. Like I was in contact and talking and, you know, I didn't speak bad about anyone. I didn't speak about any party. In a, that was not the intention of the song. The song is like more, we are sick and tired of that hate. We are sick and tired of seeing a generation that hating on on a country that that biblically, you know, we are supposed to not hate hate and uh, and that's and this is another. It's going to open another door for so much more regarding the history of because they do not know the truth. Even the Christian, they don't know because they don't really focus on reading the Old Testament. You know, um, to really know, you know, where God why there is Israel now, why it existed, why it need to be Israel. You know, they don't know, they don't understand. Um, and the Muslim, you know, they're just, uh, it's, it's, I think it's more pride things for they, they, they lost a land, you know, I believe it's just a pride. Um, they lost that land, but, uh, it's, it's for me just after I research, I just, it's even written, um, it's written in their Quran too, you know, when I was seeing it and I'm just like, if it does say that, you know, like Israel, and they talk about the nation, Israel is not only the people. They, they say only Israel is the people and not a nation. But when it's written in the books that it's a nation, what nation is this? You know, where is it? Like, it's, it's, there is no, there is more proofs that it exists than it proves that it doesn't exist. You cannot ignore this. And that's why I was like, I was seeing all these history. I was watching YouTube. I was reading. I was researching. And I was like, I was like, how how, de- how deceived are we to really believe this lie? Because if the Bible says, like, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And I think, you know, the lack of knowledge is getting us to be where we are right now as in, in Lebanon. We're, we're perishing. Look what Lebanon is right now. It's, it's a disaster where the country is right now. It's a mess. I don't know do, how long it's going to take to be fixed again. Well, do you still have family in Lebanon now? My sister and my mom is here. Uh, my dad passed away in 2013. Um, oh, I was just wondering if when they were trying to find you, if you had family mm-hmm. there and they were impacted by, by that at all. My my main family is here. My extended family is there. You know, I literally I told them like I am like I didn't even talk to them. I haven't been really in contact with them. I've been so busy doing things. Um, like I told I, but I did tell them like I'm. I told my mom, can you tell them like I'm doing this? Like I I 
I'm not going to be communicating with them uh, because because it's it's dangerous for them. Maybe, but maybe it's not. But honestly, they have nothing to do with my decision. They are they have nothing to do with anything. Um, some of my 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 side of the family, they were like, they're like, um, you haven't done anything wrong. We have leaders here who stole from the people who are destroying the country. They are killing us even alive here. That these are the people that need to be uh, killed and need to go to jail, and not you. You know, they were just just like empowering me, like you have done nothing wrong because, you know, for me, I think this taking the step, doing the steps. It's why is it for Lebanon? Because we need to bring the knowledge of the Lord into this nation to know, understand why we cannot hate. Because you know, the, you know, in the scripture it says, like, "Blessed He will bless those who bless you, and He will curse those who curse you." So I have this idea: as Lebanon is cursed because we've been, they, they've been cursing Israel, you know. And I'm just like, I don't want my country to be cursed. We want to bless. So the reason why I want to do these songs. You know, we want to be able to, if he said, if one, if you find one person, like when he, you know, one person saved, he will save, you know, he will save the nation and he will save, you know. So I was like, I was thinking like, okay, if I do that, if, if me, Kareen, I will take this stand and I will be out there doing this mission. And that's going to start like, you know, having mercy for Lebanon. And there are going to be more people encouraged to do the same things. And it's, it's amazing and fascinating because I start seeing amazing messages from Lebanese Christians in Lebanon that they were messaging me and telling me, we have been waiting for someone to do this. We can't because we are in Lebanon, but we have been praying for someone to take a stand like this. And I was like, so encouraged and so empowered by the, these people because you know i know there's even uh, people are meeting in places with 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 um israeli and different nations they are praying together uh, for lebanon for israel jews and uh, and lebanese christians they are pl- praying together for these nations and outside of lebanon they are meeting in secret places and i know that because i've seen the meeting it's beautiful what god is doing and that was way after i released the songs and that that confirmed to me that we are heading to the right directions with what we're doing and there is more things to come that we are working on hopefully soon so did the person that you did you collaborated with the jewish person did he know the price you would have to pay yeah, his name is Yair uh, Levy. Right. Um, yeah, um, he knew. Yeah, he knew it's going to take, and he was very honoring for that. That I'm taking this step, and he was like, "Karen, thank you for doing this. You know, for my, for my, for my country. You know, like, thank you for taking that stand." He's an amazing guy. You know, um, he just he does a lot of um, songs from from Psalms, from the Scriptures, and he does a lot of prayers. This is like he loved the Lord. You know, he loved God. And um, yeah, he was he was very encouraging and supporting, and he's seen all the stuff that was spoken against me, against the collaboration. They put the song in a, one of the uh, big pages called uh, 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 the Isra- Arab Israeli or something. It's a big page. They have millions of people from Palestinian, all these Arabic Muslim people, and they were just like really like just mocking this collaboration and, you know, just seeing all these negative things. And, but it was, it was not easy. It's something new to me. Like I'm just never been exposed to things like this, you know, 
but I, it was an expansion for me to be able to know how to deal with this and the death threat and the, and all these uh, cussing to deal with that, you know, and he was seeing it and he was very appreciative of like really doing this for his people, like to be vocal, you know? So, you, I mean, you've been on your own journey in terms of um, walking through all the trauma, finding your own sort of personal peace and healing through that um, and going through the conflicts and being able to get to the US and, and working through all of that as well and finding your own journey of of peace and a sort of reconciliation between you personally and uh, Israelis uh, and which kind of I guess brings us to, to what you're doing today um, and you have a big heart for reconciliation and, and peace. Uh, can you talk a bit about what you're doing now and I know that you have a heart specifically for the connection between the Lebanese and, and Israelis. Yeah. Um, you know, when the, there's a part I didn't share to actually, you know, finding out even the tribe of Asher is actually was the south of Lebanon. That was something very significant to me to see. I'm from the south of Lebanon. I am from the south. I'm from Sidon. It's mentioned in the Bible. Um so it's what we're doing right now is we're continuing working on creating songs for unity um, that, you know, that praise the God of Israel, um, the true God of Israel, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And, you know, our songs is going to be focused on that um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, we we just want to be vocal to to share the truth through songs, um, to fight through the song because you know it says I have this like sentence like it's like my weapon is a melody. You know I'm not gonna fight for m m the missiles and bombing. I want to fight with the sound. You know I believe there is a power in the sound because God created this world with a sound. You know and um, and I believe, like even warfare happen in the in, in 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 the airways, you know, and the sounds goes in the airways, and us releasing the sounds. I believe God was already working something, and we saw some of the the breakthrough that took place when we released the song. It was very significant. So what we're gonna we're gonna continue doing this different collaboration with different people. We have a new song that I wrote. Um, uh, it's already been produced. We're just working on getting together. It's with some, uh, we have an American person, we have an Israeli, and it's going to be me coming together um, to, to do, it's like, it's, I, I kind of call it the real Abrahamic Accord because he's Christian, um, I'm Christian, and our friend is a Jewish. So we are doing like the real Abrahamic Accord songs, you know, when it, when it comes to the praising the God of Israel. So, so this is going to be the journey to continue. Sounds wow. good. Um, for people listening, um, a lot of people may be dealing with trauma, um, maybe from regions like you, where you're from, um, or they're going through their own situations. You know, earlier on, you said you'd managed to work through your trauma. Um, dealing with your childhood traumas and all that kind of stuff uh, maybe you could just as we come to an end could you just talk a bit about that journey and how you found that healing from your traumas uh, maybe for people listening just it'd be an encouragement for them to hear you know here's someone that's gone through trauma has found her healing 
and it would be an encouragement to them that you know they too can work through their traumas and find healing on the other side yeah first we have to acknowledge and confess like and accept that we have problem honestly you know uh that's what i came to realization for this and um and second we have to share it with the people around us to tell them hey i deal with this and who definitely jesus worked played a big role in my healing you know my prayers my 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 singing to him to heal me you know and asking to heal me um you know and have a support a support of people um to pray for me and to help me and to 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 go to the roots of the problem and to speak out the the, the memory and to kind of like go through a inner healing um with with people who understand how can they can help me and to um to go through it and to um you know to to have that therapy but for me it was more a, a spiritual therapy than a medical therapy you know what i mean like it was more a spiritual healing that able to to allow for me it was allow you know like jesus to take over that and be a strength in those weak area that i was struggling with and still we have there is layers of healing you know there is there's several layers you know and working on more right now you know we go through that you know there's never ending but it will come to an end until we <laughs> will leave this place but um there's different layers of trauma but it's just we have to acknowledge it like don't hide it and talk about it you know like share with the people you can trust uh, about your trauma because if you're going to keep it to yourself like you're not going to be able to be healed it's like the the devil is going to want us to stay where we are we are not to move forward and if i didn't share it and i spoke out about it like i wouldn't be able to to be where i am right now and stand for a great cause which is actually not a cause it's it's a it's it's a mission and uh, it's a vessel used for the lord to um you know to to bring a healing between nations uh, the nation that it's dear to his heart yeah that's really good and um uh, hopefully when you said you're going through a trauma right now you didn't mean this recording um <laughs> of this no uh, no <laughs> there's layers of healing yeah. you know that yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Dealt with, you know, the hard one that is layers, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um Kareen, thank you so much. Uh, encourage everyone that's listening again. Um the links are in the description box. Go check out what she's doing. Go to social media, watch the YouTube videos. Uh, thank you so much. It's been really interesting to hear some of your your journey. And um, I think there's a lot there to encourage other people who are listening, uh, whether they come from your area, your region, uh, there's a lot for them to think about. And also for people around the world, just who have gone through traumatic experiences uh, all over the world, especially over the last few years, that, uh, that there is hope uh, and you can find healing from the traumas that you've gone through. Uh, so thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the yes, time. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember, if it inspired you, share it with others so we can see more people engaged in this community.